Good morning, church. The scripture reading is taken from 2 Corinthians 1, verse 1 to 11. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God which is in Corinth, with all the saints who are in Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abound through Christ. Now if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are com comfort, it is it, for our consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of sufferings, so also we will partake of our consolation. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we were despair even of life. Yes, we had this sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Who delivered us from so a great a death, and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will deliver us? You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Amen. Good morning, and welcome to Weston Park Baptist Church. As some of you might know, I work as a chaplain at Humber River Hospital for the 19, uh, last 19 years. Since mid-March, our entire world has faced a global pandemic and an emergency order to stay home. Thankfully, we are in phase three of the pandemic, and many of the restrictions have been lifted. Acceptable norms and social structures changed in a twinkling of an eye. A few months went by without the loving embrace of our families, friends, and church family. If ever we needed the comfort and consolation of knowing and experiencing Abba's embrace, it is now. Abba's embrace is God's very own presence with us and is available 24-7 to whoever wants to receive it. The coronavirus had brought many events to a grinding halt, but it cannot stop Abba's loving embrace. Today, we will look at 2 Corinthians 1, 1 to 11, with a focus on praise to the God of all comfort, God's preparation and purpose in suffering, God's deliverance, and finally, receiving and giving Abba's embrace. Praise to the God of all comfort, 
The Apostle Paul begins in 2 Corinthians 1, 1 to 3 and verse 5, stating that he is an apostle by the will of God. And he mentions his beloved helper, Timothy. And in this passage, God uses Paul and Timothy to preach, teach, rebuke, admonish, and care for the saints at Corinth. Today's message is relevant for the saints at Weston Park Baptist Church in August of 2020, as Paul addresses relationships within the church, his trials, and ways to effectively be Abba's embrace to each other. Paul names God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ as the God of all comfort and the source of grace, mercy, and peace. Praise Jesus, the creator of the universe. He left the glories of the heavenly kingdom to become Abba's embrace. He took on human flesh and dwelt amongst us. Jesus modeled his life and ministry as being completely aligned with his Father's will and plan. Therefore, it pleased Abba Father that Christ was born in a stable in Bethlehem. Jesus grew in favor with God and man. He humbled himself to receive his baptism by John the Baptist. Almost immediately, in Matthew 4.4, Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus refuted Satan by using the word of God, and we can do the same. Jesus endured his trials, and the angels came to minister to him, and no doubt, we also receive angelic help in times of testing. In Isaiah 53, we learn that Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He went to his own people, and they received him not. In the fullness of time, Jesus spent time in the temple. He healed the blind, touched and healed the leper, and even raised the dead. As we all know, Jesus tried to warn and prepare his followers about his impending death and resurrection. His disciples were sorrowful that Jesus was leaving them, but Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit to be his presence with them. In other words, we already have the God of the universe within us. What a joy. Now we can understand why Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. The Apostle Paul writes his doxology, doxology of praise from a very personal experience. Paul knows that Jesus is the God of all comfort. Before his dramatic conversion experience is found in Acts 9, he was Saul of Tarsus, a Pharisee who was well-versed in the Jewish law. Saul was actively killing and persecuting the saints at uh, and the Lord, until he met the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. Immediately, this God of all comfort transformed Saul's life from being a Pharisee to becoming God's very own apostle. Today, if you have somebody that you know who needs to receive Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord, be encouraged and pray to this God of all comfort to transform them. God is not a respecter of persons. What he did for Saul of Tarsus, he can do for your loved one as well. God's word encourages us and admonishes us 
to praise God in every circumstance. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God's preparation and purpose in suffering. 2 Corinthians 1.4-7 Paul had founded the church in, at Corinth and had served there for 18 months. When serious problems arose in the church, after his departure, he sent Timothy to deal with them. The following is a review of the four major problems. First, he wanted the church to forgive and restore a member who had caused a lot of trouble, 2 Corinthians 2, verses 6 to 11. The second problem, he wanted to explain his change in plans, 2 Corinthians 1, 15 to 22. Third, he needed to assert his authority as an apostle, 2 Corinthians 4, 1, and chapter 10, verse 12. And finally, he wanted them to share in the special relief offering that he was collecting for the saints in Jerusalem, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. Scholars have not reached any definitive answer as to which trial Paul is referring to. However, if we look at 2 Corinthians 11:23, this seems to be closer to the reality that Paul was actually facing. And it says, are they servants of Christ? Am I out of my mind to talk like this? I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. The Apostle Paul's experience of suffering applies to his relationship with the Corinthians. In verse 4 he says, God gives comfort to those in trials so that they can comfort others who are going through trials. He makes his point clear in verse 6 when he says, If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Two points must be noted. First, Paul's affliction in preaching the gospel ultimately led to the salvation of many souls. And if we really think about it, you can see how the, what Paul has written, by, inspired by the Holy Spirit, still wins many people to the, uh, to the kingdom of God, even today. And the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that comes to repentance. Second, verse 7 confirms that the saints at Corinth were prayer partners with Paul in his suffering. They also received God's consolation as Paul and the others were received God's deliverance. This section reminds us all of our privilege and responsibility to pray for pastors, worship leaders, praise team leaders, deacons, administrators, church leaders, teachers, and each other. In times of suffering, most of us forget that God is preparing to use us to help someone receive God's comfort and ultimately his salvation. When I was a younger Christian, I used to ask the Lord why I had to suffer so much, but I didn't receive any answer. So I quickly changed my prayer to say, Lord, if you can help someone uh, through what I've been through, through my own experience, and you could help even one person, I will be extremely happy. 
Much later, I came to understand that chaplains sometimes meet those who are suffering and dying. Frequently, when I meet uh, people in a medical crisis, they will say, Marianne, what did I do to deserve this? Or why is God punishing me? These questions, as we work with them over time, often become a catalyst that brings them and leads them towards Christ, towards his comfort and his salvation. Although the Lord daily showers us with an abundance of blessings, we also experience times that challenge our faith. During such times, Jesus is forming his very own character within us. Romans 5, 3-5 says, We know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, for the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Being a chaplain calls me to come alongside people who may not know Jesus as their personal Savior and Lord. I always pray, Lord, if they meet only Marianne Blakesley, they will be forever the same. But if they meet you, Lord Jesus, they will never be the same again. Verse 6 says, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. Personally, I attest to this reality as I remember going through a trial that was extremely emotional and so painful. Years later, I was able to come alongside of someone who needed to receive God's comfort and embrace. And she did, as a result. Trials might overwhelm us so much that we lose sight of the greater good that Christ hopes to achieve. We tend to forget God's promise in 1 Corinthians 10:13. There has no temptation taken you, but such is common to all. And God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. Fear of what others might do to us uh, might cause us to forget Christ's promise in Hebrews 4:15. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who is tempted in every way, just as we are, but without sin. God has to work in us before he can work through us. Deliverance comes from the Lord, 2 Corinthians 1, 8-11. Paul believed in being transparent with the saints at Corinth. He knew that the trouble they had in Asia was so severe that it exceeded their ability to handle it. They were pressed out of measure and above strength. They literally believed that they were going to die. Paul kept his eyes firmly fixed on Jesus as his deliverer, and we must do the same. 2 Timothy 4, 17, 18 says, But the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. I was also delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom and the Lord will do the same for us. Finally, giving and receiving Abba's embrace. Prayer warriors are a great comfort to other people who are in the midst of times of suffering. Throughout the pandemic, I have been profoundly 
grateful to the members of Weston Park Baptist Church for their prayers, phone calls, notes of encouragement to the frontline workers. Personally, I daily experience the power, comfort, courage, and peace of God throughout my ministry in the hospital. Although I do not like to see anyone suffer or sick, I do feel honored to meet with the members of Weston Park Baptist Church whenever they come into the hospital. I met our very own Renford Bailey a few times when he was admitted to the hospital. He did not bring his hearing aids, but always smiled and said, yeah, 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 the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I was blessed to visit and pray with him for many days before his death. Thank God he is now with the Lord. Throughout the pandemic, family members of dying patients could not be physically present with their dying loved ones. At times, I would contact the family members, and as they were crying, they received Abba's embrace and consolation through Bible readings and prayers. One young man who suffers with a rare blood disorder had received medical treatment in the chemo clinic for 26 years. Since I know him very well, he used to say, Marianne, what is God's purpose for me being in the chemo clinic and going through all this? Many visits later, this patient had an epiphany and God's purpose became very clear to him. To welcome new cancer patients because they are afraid, to explain various procedures that he has been through, and to calm them down and to bring them comfort. Another day, the nurse clinician referred me to one of the patient's wives. Her husband had fallen into a medical crisis and needed to be admitted into the hospital. They were to be married the next day, so she asked me if I could marry them. Immediately, I tailored a wedding service to help meet their needs. My director heard about it and told me that this is, was a good news story in the midst of the pandemic. The entire wedding was filmed and a brief clip was seen on CP24. All glory to the God of all comfort for abundantly blessing this couple with his embrace. Richard and I always receive Abba's embrace via the saints at Weston Park Baptist Church. God had kept me healthy and well for the last 19 years of work at the hospital until December of 2019. I became very sick with severe headaches and vertigo and that lasted at least eight days. It was a challenging time. I felt like a cork on the ocean floor because I was so far out of my comfort zone. My trust was only in the Lord. After seeing nine doctors and four hospital visits, I was finally diagnosed and treated for Bell's palsy. The prayer team was there for me. San Nolte and Elaine Primo called me to see how I was doing. What a comfort and what a blessing to know that my church family and my own family were God-sense to me as I literally needed them to hold on to me. Have you ever needed to be comforted? Is there a chance you will ever need to be in the future? The blessing comes only as to those who weep and mourn for the suffering of others and give until it helps. 2 Corinthians 1, 1 to 11 invites us 
as a church family to be instruments that daily receive and give Abba's embrace to a world that is so desperately in need of God's comfort. John Vanier writes, we are not called by God to do extraordinary things, but to do ordinary things with extraordinary love. So daily I lean in to receive Abba's embrace, then I lean forward to extend his loving embrace to others. Today, I encourage you to remember to lean in to receive Abba's embrace when going through trials, and lean forward to give others Abba's embrace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.